This is the Kansas Soybean Update. It's brought to you by the Kansas Soybean Commission. The Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers. Dr. Sarah Lancaster is joining us, Assistant Professor and Extension Specialist in the Agronomy Department at Kansas State University. And Dr. Lancaster, you have been very busy. Your students have been very busy as well. It was just recently wrapped up a couple of years research concerning weed control. I'm fortunate enough to have some diligent students that work in my program and one recently finished up some research that was funded by the Kansas Soybean Commission a couple of years ago. So we're excited to have some data in hand to talk about some of the current weed control systems in soybeans. And what were some of the results uh, that came out of that? The objective of the study was to look at how row spacings and the use of overlapping residual herbicides interact in a couple of different herbicide-resistant soybean systems. We know that farmers can achieve faster canopy closure when they plant narrower road soybeans. We know that that helps with weed control, but what we don't know is how does that practice interact with layered residual herbicides or making a second application of a residual herbicide after the soybeans have emerged. And, you know, really, as we think about his data, he didn't see many differences in weed control among the two different soybean systems, but we didn't see differences between the row spacings in terms of weed control. What we did see difference was that, you know, really, we just had to have a post-emergence treatment. We had a couple of pretty good years for getting herbicides activated with a pre-emergence product. The systems we were looking at, one was the Enlist E3 system, which has become fairly popular among soybean farmers in Kansas. And then the second system that we looked at was one called the Liberty Link GT27 system. And that was a herbicide resistance technology. It was really kind of probably more geared for the eastern part of the state and the kind of east of Kansas. But we thought it was worth considering at the time in our experiments. And as long as we had a post-emergence product, we had similar levels of weed control at the end of the season. Where we did see some interactions with row spacing, though, was when we looked at yield. And the historical data bears that out, that some years in some locations are better for narrow rows than others, depending on rainfall and yield potential. One of the takeaways that would benefit farmers is to just think about the fact that as long as you have a good pre-emergence program and an effective post-emergence program, those can look like a lot of different things. And if we're timely with our applications, we can have some flexibility in terms of the row spacings that we want to use. And we can have some flexibility in terms of the products that we're using there's more than one right way to control weeds and soybeans. That is Dr. Sarah Lancaster, Assistant Professor and Extension Specialist in the Agronomy Department at Kansas State University. She has been our guest on the Kansas Soybean Update. It's brought to you by the Kansas Soybean Commission. The Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers. Learn more at kansassoybeans.org. For Kansas Soybeans, I'm Greg Akagi.